Welcome to the Taboo Podcast, hosted by me, Lexi D'Angelo, industry rule breaker, seven-figure moneymaker, and founder and head witch of the Taboo Institute. WTF is the taboo, you ask? It's the vortex of transformation that is experienced when people claim the magic of the taboo, woo, and Y-O-U. It's a way of being that invites you to question the status quo and dismantle the outdated hierarchical paradigms and structures that have been sucking your soul, and instead, follow the signs of your turn-on and true knowing to create fulfilling and sustainable success your way, aka without ever sacrificing your purpose, passions, and priorities in the process. After all, I'm a firm believer that true transformation happens when you're able to unapologetically claim and express your fullest, most multidimensional self. It's time to ditch the norm, embrace the provocative, and reach next levels of impact and income by invoking the tableau. Welcome, everyone. (laughs) We are talking about divination today and divination tools and methods and practices. And it sparked because, well, basically how every other podcast episode sparks is one of us boxering each other being like, Hey, I have a question. Or what do you think about this? Or I've been thinking about blah, 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 blah. And then we're just basically expanding on the conversation. So I went to Boxer about a week ago or so, and I said to Joan Vicky, I'm like, I'm curious to hear what you two think about tarot and people saying things like, okay, well, I'm going to consult my tarot deck. And if it says that I should join the program or do the thing or, you know, marry the person or break up with the person, then I'm going to do it. Like, is this and so it sparked a whole conversation about when do we uh when are we doing this in a self-sourced way and when are we abdicating our power to something external and we have a lot of thoughts and feels and so that is what we're covering today and who knows where we're going to go who knows I have a feeling Vicky wants to speak next I knew it there she goes (laughs) I do want to speak because I want to ask Joe. Joe, you've been like slinging tarot for 20 years. So I feel like that's a really nice place to start. Like a, a master tarot reader, what are your thoughts right now? Well, I only delivered like a 20 minute message to Voxer in that that conversation, <laughs> as always. Um, yeah, it's fascinating, right? Because I like I didn't learn to read tarot traditionally I it was like a something I was playing with I was a teenager I was 13 when I started like reading cards um and it was always just it was it started out as an intuitive exercise so like I wouldn't read the book I just kind of pulled cards and decided like what do I feel about this um or what's coming up And that's kind of how it all started out. But as I got older and as it became a thing that I was doing for money, which who knew, by the way, um, like I did, I had a lot of people come to me and what should I do about this? Should I do this or should I do that? Like, what do the cards say? And really just kind of like you were saying, Lexi, like abdicating power to the mystery of of the cards or whatever it was right and 
it's fascinating to me because I never, I've never done yes or no answers ever. It's always weird to me to do that. And, <laughs> and so, so it's just, it's fascinating because I think people really like they want it. They want it in those times of crisis or those times of um, a crossroads of like, give me certainty. Tell me what I need to know. Um, because I, I, and I, I can totally understand that, right? Because I think when we're too close to our own experience, it's hard to pull back and see like, well, what am I missing? What are the other perspectives? So I don't think it's so outrageous, but at the same time, I think that when we are, uh, relying solely on that outside, um, source of information to, to determine, inform, or dictate, what we do or our decisions from there, it's, it's, it's a point of where are you lacking self-trust, you know? So, so that's, those are my initial thoughts. That was a long tangent, but. I like that long tangent. I'm going to do a total like tiny tangent, which is possible in the world of Vicky. I'm sure it is because I'm reading off of one of our learned spell books um, as trade biology, actually, we mentioned the art of tarot, and I want to just like hit on a bit of the historical context of tarot was originally used for gaming, storytelling, and for teaching purposes. So there was this storytelling, like I guess you could coincide it with the hero's journey. Like there was this experience that if you were to read the deck of cards there was an experience that we could go through and maybe perceive ourselves as the character in the journey yes there was always a cultist like knowledge embedded in the imagery uh, and the symbolism that was its original intention so I find it really fascinating now that that's been taken in some cases people have taken that way out of context and now they are this literal like crystal ball that tells you yes or no yeah <laughs> Lexi's showing us the crystal ball that she has on her desk <laughs> she's like like this <laughs> yes and I think that that's where oh it's so like seductive and so sexy and yes, like, tell me what to do, please. And that can be so appealing and alluring, especially like Joe said, during those times where those, there are those crossroads or you need a different perspective. But I think, um, what I was ultimately sharing in Voxer is of course, having that perspective is important. And that's why a coaching relationship is so powerful is because you are, basically having somebody reflect things to you that maybe you're not seeing or you're not aware of or helping you like dive deeper or illuminate patterns or whatever that is. And so there is um, so much value in that. And yet people just, I, I just, it, it's like a short, you're trying to short circuit the process of trusting yourself, tapping into your intuition, et cetera. And I feel like the more that people are like, I'm going to just go to my psychic or I'm going to read the cards or what's astrology saying, 
it's powerful and it can be so supportive until you are literally like leaning on it and relying on that for everything. And so I think that there's a way to use these tools um, to help you come to know self better, to help you establish more of a relationship with your own intuition and to self-source and self-guide. Um, but when you're completely just handing it over and your power over, it's like, the cards say, so therefore I can't do this or, oh my gosh, Mercury's in retrograde. So I can't go travel. And there's no way I'm going to invite someone on the team to sign this new contract. And it's like, to what extent are you going to pause your life or let something else control your decisions? Um, and so that's, that's like kind of my irkiness with it. You just brought something up as well in regards to like you mentioned mercury so naturally i'm going to kind of take the conversation into astrological influences and well that's not a divination tool it's a self-exploration system a little different i mean astrology in itself i can go into the history about that as well i won't for the purpose of this call but there is sides to everything mercury is not a bad guy <laughs> mercury gets a really bad reputation for like the hiccups that this planetary energy might cause when it's in retrograde and again I believe that it's been taken out of context as well when we teach about celestial energies inside of astrobiology one of our certification courses it's so damn important that we not only know about the polar rising not rising polar perspectives of that or a zodiac frequency and we can not only accept both sides but embrace both sides so I'm the first one in Mercury retrograde to be like "Ooh, how is Mercury going to play with me this time like how can I use the energy of Mercury and work with it so that it doesn't fuck up the shit that it could if I'm denying myself of the Mercury energy that lives within me Coming back to this concept of we are all made of star stuff, I believe that star stuff is all like, I'm talking like total woo here, star stuff is embedded in our cellular memory, like particles, star stuff, that's what we're made up of. And it's a total science. I don't even feel like I need to back myself up with that. But if I've got star stuff inside of me, then I, I don't know, I feel like working with that consciously is probably a good idea. Because it can express itself in AWOL ways, AWOL like unhelpful, unsupportive ways. Yeah. And I, I just want to like come off the side tangent for a minute because as you were talking, the two of you, like something sparked um, in particular about receiving answers. Um, and I think it's interesting. And I'm wondering if we can talk for a minute about like, doing that about getting the answers and not just whatever answer comes but like the answer I want to hear I'm gonna like keep pulling cards until I yes. hear what I want <laughs> oh my god yes please go down this road <laughs> okay <laughs> like this is gonna be a whole other thing but I think that's always very telling um of like what do you what do you what you want to hear right and um and it's just kind of funny to me when people do that, because it's like, you know, not in a judgy way. It's just it's just funny um, to observe that, like, oh, I, I know what I want the answer to be. Now I just want you to confirm that that's the answer. Like, won't you just do that? Can't you find the cards that are going to do that for me? 
like now, <laughs> please. <laughs> so it's a thing. It's a thing. And I get it. I get it. Um, but at the same time, like, I think it, it can be twofold, right? You can go with the answer that you, that you want, the thing that you already know you want. Or you can take the confirmation that's coming through in whatever divination tool that you happen to be utilizing. So that's just my very, very, very condensed <laughs> thoughts on that. Everything's always open to interpretation, right? And we can take a divination tool like tarot or oracle uh, or even a plain deck of cards, right? If we know how to interpret the meaning of it and we can make it mean what we want it to mean. So when we look at the guidebooks that often always accompany a deck of tarot or oracle cards, we can take it verbatim for what it literally says. And we can be lazy in our inquiry and take what's inside of that guidebook and be like, oh, okay, I'll work with that today. But what if we were really deliberate about our inquiry and got super specific about our question and for what purpose? And even if we were reading the guidebook, because I didn't always know tarot symbolism and archetypal imagery. I didn't know about numerology. It took me a long time. All I was really going on, like the elemental suits. I knew a little bit about that to begin with. Again, this is like when I was 14, I started to play. If I was to be way more accurate with my questioning, then I could take what's written in that guidebook and interpret it from a perspective of my question. So for example, if the guidebook says, express yourself, and my question is, how can I stop nitpicking in my family dynamics and my relationships with my family members? I'm not going to take the guidebook answer and say, well, that doesn't mean anything to do with that. Or I could be clever, right? I could use my logical and intuitive smarts and be like, okay, so how does express myself relate to me thinking that I'm nitpicking and it's causing conflict? Oh, I could be honest about how I feel unsafe when maybe the dishwasher isn't stacked, if, um, stacked the way I want it to be, right? Like we have to put everything into the context of our inquiry. What is our intention? For what purpose am I going into this inquiry? And can I be clever enough on my own to interpret the information in the way that's going to be supportive for me? Even if it might be something hard to hear, like, well, I don't want to be honest about the relationship because I don't want to cause further conflict and then I get to sit with that I'm responsible for making that decision yeah so in a way I do use tarot as a perspective shift because that's what I'm asking for I go in it with that inquiry I love that and I think this also lends to a conversation around like what's our responsibility as healers or as people who are facilitate a reading facilitating a reading of some sort for clients and of course you can do whatever the fuck you want like it's your business it's your life your readings etc but something that i love that you do vicky even um inside of the, the certification with your lunar and solar illuminations it's very much a process of guiding people to finding and sourcing their own answers in the way that you 
give instructions, the inquiries that you ask and the conversation that you have facilitated around those things. And even though we're all invited to pick like the same cards, the meaning that we make from it and, and what we gather is so different because we are taking responsibility for having that connection to self and really diving deep into the inquiry. And um, yeah, I think that that's just a a beautiful illustration of how um, we, as the people facilitating an experience with our clients can be advocates for them doing the work. And it's not a done to you process. It's a done with you process. Um, And of course you, the client on the other end, if you're listening to this, it's a choice. You could just say, no, tell me everything. I'm just going to sit back and relax. And that might be fun and nice, but just being clear, I think about your intention is so important about, okay, am I just open to hearing some advice? Great. That might serve you now, but in the long run, is it going to serve you to have to rely on something or somebody else? Or would it be more supportive to kind of do the hard work now and flex those muscles so it doesn't become so much of a burden or a difficult thing to do moving forwards. Oh, I feel like I have uncomfortable big things to say about this because I was practicing as a psychic for years and years and years. Like I was ghost busting with my dad when I was 14. So I've always been helping people like understand information from the other side. And I didn't always act from a place of being responsible as a practitioner. Uh, One, I burned out a lot myself thinking that I was responsible for all the information that I was putting out there. So I felt like uncomfortable about that because fuck, I'm impacting lives. What if I say the wrong thing? Like had to shift my approach big time. Training to be a coach helped me with that, by the way, just saying. And we have psychics card readers inside of our student cohort who are learning to coach for this very reason as well, because it is irresponsible for me to tell someone something directly through my own filtered experience without even inquiring about what their intention is for one, what they're possibly perceiving from the information that I might be picking up on. And this is why I was adamant, fucking adamant that we would create a course, i.e. Akasha Field Guidance, that would not teach people how to be psychics for the purpose of telling their clients what to do and what's what but for helping your client become their own intuitive genius and sending them away with tools where they could do that themselves. Whether you have an intuitive co-creative conversation, that's a different thing, but that's only given with consent. The number one goal is for our clients to learn how to trust their own intuitive brilliance, their own intelligence. This leads me into the conversation. I know we've got like so many things to cover. I'm looking at my pendulum right now. I don't pick it up these days because I've learned to use my body as a pendulum. Um, and I've learned somatic sorcery and I've learned how to really listen to what my muscle awareness and intelligence is doing and wanting to relay to me. Quickly though, pendulum basics is kinesiology essentially. It's like one, being intentional about a a question that does need to be a yes and a no. 
because you can't get a, well, my perspective is this is where tarot and oracle cards are really handy because you can't really get a yes and a no from them, technically speaking, with integrity. But a pendulum or kinesiology through muscle testing can be very yes and no. It has to be that. So one, your question process has to be really specific. Open-ended questions, you're going to fail. But what's moving the pendulum? It's just a crystal on the end of a, a chain. It might be the ring on the end of a, a necklace. It might be a stone on the end of a string. It's just an object. Sure, it has its own vibrational frequency, its own sentience. I believe stones do anyway, like crystal stones. String, I'm not sure, but essentially maybe. <laughs> right down at a subatomic level. Anyway, woo, going quantum on you. It's just a thing on a string. But what powers it? Your own muscle intelligence, i.e. your intuitive intelligence. It's you giving yourself your own answers. So if I found myself saying, let me go ask my pendulum, which used to be taught, we used to be taught that that was a tool that you got your yes and your no answers from. And I still hear people saying it and I'm like, oh, bless. <laughs> they don't realize it's them yet. <laughs> like it's your muscles. It's your intuitive intelligence doing the powering of that stone and string. I almost feel uncomfortable out saying that because all the people out there are like, I'm going to consult my pendulum. What does it say? And I'm like, oh, don't, sorry. <laughs> this is how it actually is. <laughs> And I'm just one opinion, right? Like that's only my perspective. I'm going to hand this over. I think it's important to share your opinions and perspectives. So that's what we're here for. We're here to share our perspectives and we want to hear yours too, which is why we invite you to come join us inside of the Taboo Facebook group because what's your take? Truly, we want to know. We love, we geek out on these conversations. And as we were talking about in our past episode, we're not interested in having the same opinions and it's more fun to be able to hear what, you know, you think, especially if you have a different belief and let's hear it. I would love to open that conversation and just know that this is just our truth and it's not the truth. So just a reminder. And We've that... touched on... Oh, sorry, sorry Jeff. Sorry, Vicky, go ahead. We've touched on pendulum, tarot, oracle, bit of astrology. What else? Um, because automatically I just go to all the self-exploration systems as well, like human design and gene keys. And but Joe, you know a lot about divination. So where were you going to take us next? Mm, that's interesting, actually, because I feel like um at least like oh my gosh when I learned divination way 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 back when <laughs> many many years ago um it was kind of like it was minimalist right it, it's kind of this idea of like um and I know there's so many ways to do divination of all types but um but it, it was like working with flame um, and I know there's like mirror divinations and all that stuff. So, so many different types of, of ways you can do that. But, um, but I always felt like it was fascinating. And I think this is why I started, I picked up tarot in the first place was like, 
because I always had strong intuition, it was curious to me to play with the different ways of being able to hear it, hear it, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like get that, that sense or those, those messages. Um, and so I think that's one in particular um, that again is just, it's so open to our mm, opinions, biases, etc. when we're doing it. Because when, like, for example, when I'm, when I'm practicing, like there, I always have visuals. And so if I'm thinking of something that like I want or how I want to uh, something to go before I do it like it's always gonna appear in a way that is reflective in some way of that so what I like to to do personally so that that doesn't happen like to mitigate as much as possible um is is really just kind of not thinking about, like how do I want this to happen or what do I want that to look like um and I think no matter what, no matter what we do, whether it's interpreting astrological energetics or tarot or oracle or whatever, we're always going to inevitably have our own little flair, our own little, uh, the way that we deliver always is always going to come through our own filters. And that's why I think I read tarot the way that I do. I, I've never looked at a guidebook ever. It's just not my thing. Um, and so I don't deliver messages that way. I, I like, I just, I don't even need the cards anymore. It's just like, I can receive what I need to receive. And I only know that it isn't what I like. It's not just me making it up because so much of what I receive is completely things that I wouldn't really like I'm not going there it's not things I have like I'm privy to information wise so um having that observational <laughs> lens is always going to be helpful being able to step back um and just say huh like you were saying how can I take responsibility for this and in what way can I deliver this information that's not geared towards me and what I think this person wants to hear, but like, what is the pure uh, transmission that's kind of coming through? I love to ask my clients what they perceive, because I will, I'm holding up a, a tarot card right now, Ace of Pentacles. And if I was to tune into the energy without even looking at the word ace of pentacles materials, this, by the way, I'm holding it up for those of you who can't um, see the energy of it is very lush, feminine and introspective as well. So when I look at that, that are my three words, lush, feminine, introspective. Now, guess what? Lexi's going to see something different. Joe will see something different based on how we perceive the world. So who am I to say to a client, Ace of Materials means that, well, was something beginning a new project? What's a new project you got going on? You better start a new project. Lexi's going to see something that might be in regards to, I don't know, planting a garden in her new home. Like, <laughs> right? Like, I'll tell you what I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. And it's so biased, right? It's, is that a snake around her? wrist or hand or 
It looks like a snake. Maybe okay. it's not even. It's not even a snake, but that's what you perceive. Exactly. So I can't completely see the car. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a snake. It's the dark feminine with the dark hair. Uh, like I'm completely in this mode of creating this program, Rich Witch. And so I'm seeing it through that filter because that's like my highest excitement right now. And Vicky's like a new project. You got to do it. I'm like, Oh, it's confirmation. Like we need to put it out into the world. It's out in the world, but yeah, it's just funny. It is really funny. So this symbolism means different things to people. There's a universal language of symbolism and imagery, right? Like I think for those of us who are able to see visually imagery, um, I know there's a universal interpretation of it, but we're all going to see it through our own different learning experience, judgment bias lens. So I love offering the questions. What symbolism do you see? What colors stand out for you? I'm specifically talking about like a tarot deck right now, but maybe it's bias crying. Like, what do you see there? Maybe it's looking at clouds in the sky. What shapes do you see what textures do the clouds have how does that make you feel what are you currently making that mean what were you thinking about when you looked at the clouds is nature is universe speaking to you through all those little things regardless of whether it's a cloud a pendulum the death card you know like whatever it is whether it's satin return helping to like give you a new perspective whatever it is you get to be the one who makes it mean what it means for you and don't let anyone tell you otherwise question (laughs) so I know that we're saying that astrology you know it's more of like that self-exploration and discovery tool but again, my lens right now is through the creation of our rich, Witch program and how we have an entire class that's dedicated to looking at your natal chart and looking at some placements within it to help you uncover. I'm like, how much do I talk about? (laughs) But basically to help you uncover the things that you've been putting in the darkness and shadow and that you haven't been claiming and maybe things that you've been that have been secretive even to yourself and uncovering those for you, for you. And one way we're doing it is again, looking through the natal chart. So selfishly, I'm, I'm curious, like, how are we going to, what's my question here? Yeah. Like, because it's written in the stars, so to speak, how do you then guide clients and people to interpreting that in a way in like a way that's very unique for them so if your midheaven is i i don't know in gemini for example (laughs) that's mine um (laughs) just a random example i'm just throwing out there um then what do you make of that right so i'm I'm basically asking Vicky like for a free reading right now. <laughs> this is not a podcast episode, really. Vicky, tell me what to do with my life. What do I need to uncover? Come on. Oh, uh, see, I just automatically put it back into your own autonomous, capable hands and heart and say, okay, 
Um, I'm not going to use Medhav as an example. Oh, I could use Gemini as an example. Okay, yes. So, Maya, without giving you a full-on reading, because this is a, like a whole other conversation that you and I can dab on. Oh, my God, she's bringing up your chat. This is hilarious. <laughs> I just shared my screen. I'm like, well, too bad. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> now I've, like, seen all the information. I was, like, streamlining it before. Okay, wow. All right. So the Uh-oh. question was, what does this mean when it comes to taking responsibility? Like, can I just take a path because it's written in the stars and this is what I'm supposed to do according to my natal chart first of all any astrologer who tells you that this is needing like you need to do this um look elsewhere for an astrologer same same with a psychic um anyone who asks you the powerful questions and has you thinking for yourself is a is a coach practitioner consultant worth keeping on right other things to consider but that's a big thing so I'm going to now ask Lexi, the energy of Gemini. I'm going to specifically work with Mercury because he came up again. He, I perceive Mercury as being a very like masculine gender archetype because when I do like journeying with Mercury, it's that. So please, if Mercury is like femme androgynous for you, either way, make it so. Because I know that Mercury is like Gemini planetary influencer. I'm going to ask you, given what you know about Mercury, maybe what you've learned in mythology, through what you've learned through astrology, because I know you know this stuff as well, but like without stuff that you've read in an astrological textbook, what do you know about Mercury? And I'm going to put this in your hands because you have a personal relationship with Mercury that is going to determine the frequency in which you express Gemini and Midheaven. And so, first of all, I love what you're doing here. And second of all, for people who don't know what Midheaven represents in their natal chart, that is aligned with your purpose and your higher calling. Yeah. Yeah. It's the highest contribution that you can make to not just the world, but all sentient life. Yeah. And the planet. Okay. Okay. Love it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Just so, just in case people aren't speaking the lingo, now they are. And uh, fuck, I'm going to go to another. What? I just need to say, though, that interpretation of Midheaven is only based on what I know through my own learnings, right? Like, there are so many interpretations of what Midheaven is, and it's so much more than that. So, preface it. Yeah. Okay. So, what was your next? Yeah, I was just trying to say like, fuck, I'm going to go to a different astrologer who can just tell me what my life purpose is. Why are you making this so hard, Vicky? (laughs) Then I can give you your left brain some information and like literally I'm going to like pull up some details about like Mercury right now. Give me a tick. Lexi, you opened a can of worms. I know. I knew I was going to, but I just couldn't stop myself because I have that trickster cunning energy (laughs) who likes to be playful and likes to, you know, stir shit up a little bit. Um, So (laughs) there you go. So Lexi's having um, Mercury. Um, express itself in words right now trickster not only that though there is yes playful um multitasking here there everywhere like there are messages to be delivered and I'm not responsible for interpreting them don't trust me with that like I got too much shit today I'm just going to make sure that I receive the message from the sun 
got it and transport it to the place where it needs to be delivered. I'm not even responsible for how that's interpreted. I don't know what the message said. I just like delivered the thing. Um, and I like, I get off on the fact that whatever messages are being shared are really worthy and there's going to be like innovative magic happening in the world because of what I did to, like, to make the messaging happen. Um, so <laughs> travel, get it? That's how it fits in. Communication, this is how Mercury fits into that whole picture. This is more than what the textbooks share with you. So if your highest contribution to humanity carries that kind of sass and speed and swiftness and lightness if your highest contribution to humanity is about communicating and make sure making sure that the message gets through so I went a little bit too far and I started telling you stuff like my consultant hat went on <laughs> if my coach hat was on it would be in which ways are you embracing innovation and in what you are doing in the world how you can how can you amplify your contribution to the world even more so by making it more innovative? You're already kind of doing that. Like you're an innovative entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. And again, the last episode, Joe called me out um, and said that I wasn't bringing my playfulness and there was something else, but like my playfulness, sassiness, something along those lines yeah. to the table over the past, you know, X months, year, year and a half. I don't even know how long. And I can feel that. And it feels so much lighter in my soul to just be able to be like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> to bring that, that play and that like, it's not like light and airy fairy. It's like kind of mischievous and like wanting to, um, like Vicky was saying, innovate and like try things on. And that's very much taboo and what we've been doing inside. But I also was saying inside of our PD meeting prior to this, I had like a whole heart confession to Vicky and Joe and basically they were coaching me and shared that. I don't think my highest, you know, purpose or excitement in this world is coaching and like, fuck, what does that mean? Um, and I shared how I just want to share like the transmissions that I'm excited about. And like, I love the podcast and I love blah, 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 but I don't want to be, yeah, like tied down and doing client calls. And I don't do one-on-one -on -one client calls. Like I haven't done in a while, but anyway, all this to say, of course, I'm bringing my own lens from this conversation that we've just had, but I'm like, it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Like you get turned on by information and you love to share information and share that swiftly and lightly and then um, expect people to just like take that and whatever you take from that, like whatever, it's yours. I'm ambiguous. Yeah. Right? And I think the first time I like heard about this being your, your highest contribution, I was like, what? Like, no, like I want it to be like Scorpio vibes. <laughs> like, I, I want it to be dark and mysterious and, ah, uh, fuck, my life is so boring. Um, so <laughs> it's kind of hilarious, but I can embrace that. It's fine. Embrace it. Yeah. You are the teacher, the communicator, the sharer of information. Yes both in a um in a visual and a verbal sense right like it's all energy in whichever way you share the information yeah mm -hmm. i love this so much wow so you could 
take that as in my astrologer told me that I need to be a teacher and take that literally But because you know it, and I would have shared more about Mercury, what it is like, like biologically speaking, like the actual planet and what it's made up of and its atmosphere, et cetera. And the fact that actually, this is really interesting. Mercury has so many minerals that make up its crust. If you, if it didn't have like, um, ah, if it didn't have the veil over it, you'd be able to see it as being like this kaleidoscopic vibrant jewel almost like it's so incredibly colorful (laughs) you can't see that it's dull like so mercury also doesn't care like it's carrying all this magic but doesn't have to like express it out in the world it's just like yeah magic the tarot card that corresponds to the planet mercury is the magician so that's another thing that i'd have you look into if lexi's looking at her midheaven her highest contribution to the world Lexi here's the magician card pick it up in your deck what symbolism is there what's the imagery how does the imagery make you feel upon first impression ah then look deeper what else do you see I'm now pretty much I'm old yeah now you're all horny I've just told everyone what astrobiology is all about now haven't I yes I've given away all the secrets because Scorpio is my midheaven Oh, that's, that's yours, Lucky. Time. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Makes so much sense. And it's also my north node. So, like, this is where I'm challenged. Like, you're like Lucky, and I'm like, oh fuck, I have to do the dark shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, that's my growth edge. So, I think when it comes to anything, whether you are swinging your pendulum or uh, slinging your card deck, um, it's an invitation it's an invitation either way to see things from a different perspective yeah so I think the keys here are have really clear intention you can be like oh just give me a general reading but expect to get a general answer or expect to get a vague perspective that you can interpret in whichever way you want um yeah be intentional See things from all perspectives. Be responsible. Make it mean what you want it to mean. Do what you were going to do anyway with integrity. I love that. And so if you are looking to unveil the mysteries contained within your natal chart and not have someone just tell you what to do, but really explore this with you and go even deeper, especially with the stuff that you probably haven't explored yet so beyond the big three and kind of going into those deeper darker corners that's what we're doing inside of rich witch and one of our classes so if you were like me 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 I want to I want to go now there's a lot more (laughs) there's a lot more to explore there inside of that conversation and then all the other things that we're going to be diving into. So if you're curious about this conversation and furthering it and also being able to tap into your intuition further um, and really being able to just full on trust yourself and know yourself, then we would love to have you inside of our Rich Witch experience. So DM us over at Taboo Institute with which please and 
we will share some magic with you because that's the only way. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Here's my little tricks are coming out. That's the only way we're sharing it right now. And so you have to message us. We want to be in conversation. We want to play with you. So <laughs> I'm having so much fun. I'm living my life purpose right now. I'm nailing this. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Thank you all of you for hanging in with me here as I <laughs> was being playful and Vicky and Joe, thank you for always playing with me behind the scenes. Love, love, love you. Goodbye, everybody. See you over on Instagram. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed hanging out with me as much as I enjoyed recording this for you. And it would just mean the absolute world to me if you could go ahead and hit subscribe. And also, oh my gosh, you'd be the best ever if you could leave a review saying what you love most about this show. And of course, feel free to share this with your biz besties, your mom, your dog, anyone who you think would benefit from popping their earbuds in and taking a little listen. I appreciate you so, so much. And if you want to come and hang out with me on the interwebs, do some stalking, do some creeping, then you can find me at Lexi D'Angelo on Instagram, L-E-X-I-D-A-N-G-E-L-O. And also on Facebook, you can find me facebook.com forward slash the Lexi D'Angelo. Have an amazing rest of your day and I will see you next time.